Hi, everyone, and welcome to the News Agent Podcast. I'm Susie Lysett, Senior Content Executive at Goodlord. And for this episode, I'm joined once again by Ricky Purdy, Director of Lettings at Dawson's. So thanks for joining me again, Ricky. Thank you very much. Appreciate the, appreciate the, the, the request and the, and the offer to come along again. Enjoyed last yeah. time, and uh, hopefully we can shed some light on, on where we're all at at the moment in, uh, in, in, in this call. Exactly. Well, um, today we are going to be talking once again about the Renting Homes Wales Act 2016. We talked about this back in April, I think it was, just before the original deadline for the Act, not knowing, of course, that that would be pushed back to December. So we're reconvening now just to see how things have advanced uh, since then. We'll also dip into the impact of some of the recent economic uncertainty on the Welsh lettings market as well. Um, But first off, Ricky, I know that you've contributed to some of our blogs before you've obviously been on the podcast before but for the listeners that don't know who you are if you could tell us a bit about you and a bit about Dawson's just to kick us off that'd be great of course yeah um so yeah so my name's uh, Ricky so I'm the director of lettings here at Dawson's um, we're an agency based in South Wales um, we've got a quite a good geographical reach and um, we've got a sales department we've got our, our lettings department auction land and homes and the commercial teams that work very, very well together. We've got a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge, and a lot of presence in in the areas we cover. So that stands us in good stead for sort of um, client interaction, retention, and sort of business from one aspect of our business to the other in terms of landlords will become tenants and tenants will become buyers and sellers and so on. So, you know, we try to provide that all-round service, and and, um, and and hopefully that that's what we do. We do well, and it's uh, – and it's, enjoyed by those that we interact with so that's us as a as an agency we've recently got our training arm as well which is Dawson's Training Wales that's um, um, a relatively new addition to you know to our our armory and that's three years near enough now in 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 the making and is is there to have agents and landlords and self-manage compliant with what we need to do in Wales under the Rent Smart Wales um, requirements, which will also help and support landlords and agents as we get into into December the 1st and, and, and the Renting Homes Wales Act. So both of them are very, very much interlinked and, um, and important to what we do and, and those clients that we work for. That's a good example of, you know, finding different ways to diversify your service and your offering, I suppose, at the minute. I guess there's a lot of uncertainty, as I've already mentioned. So it's uh, it's uh, good to see different opportunities that that are out there, I guess, for different agents. Yeah, no, I think it, you know, and it's, it's taken a slightly different turn in, in, in recent years. You know, we've been predominantly looking toward that private sort of landlord sector where landlords would be self-managing and need, need to abide by the rules and regulations and have a, a license and certain criteria to gain that license so that's you know a big core of the people that we train and support and sort of you know use our 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 training arm on a regular basis and renew with us as well five yearly which is which is really nice that you know residual business that that loyalty and that sort of trusted sort of um relationship is 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 key for us but we also spend a lot of time now and we put a lot of training towards other agents within agency um so you know whilst you could argue that's the competition that we're we're we're, we're supporting we don't look at it that way you know we just want to sort of increase that sort of standard of of property and and, and the industry within wales and and uh, yeah we you know we provide training to people that we compete with geographically but an awful lot of agents within agencies um throughout wales and across the bridge as well with you know with england's agents that have properties that they manage in wales as well so yeah definitely a sort of um a sort of an avenue that you know we we benefit from but we make sure our clients do as well 
No, that's fantastic. And I think that, you know, this aspect of training, um, the uh, Renting Homes Wales Act 2016 just is one one uh, example of, of how much things can change with, within the industry and why, why training is so necessary. I mean, obviously, this particular piece of legislation, it was originally expected to come into play on the 15th of July, I believe, um, earlier this year. It's yeah. pushed back, as I say, to the 1st of December 2022. A bit of a, bit of a delay there. Um, but before we get into what what that meant, how much it helped and so on, perhaps we could, if I could ask you just to give a bit of an overview really as to what the Renting Homes Wales Act is, you know, what's going to be changing for, for the industry? Everything is is probably the easiest sort of and, and quickest answer to that. So you see from a Welsh perspective, all that we know within agency in terms of terminology, phraseology, some rules, requirements, timelines, physical paperwork, processes and systems are all different so you know we were getting as prepared as we could do for July which is when that initial sort of date was was coming in for implementation and that's been put back until December the 1st so it did give us and the industry in Wales a little bit more time to prepare some would still argue not quite enough because there are still you know one or two things to be reaffirmed and confirmed and, and some key points were only confirmed and sort of reaffirmed in recent weeks so fundamentally tenancies change you know what is an ast as we all know it will become an occupation contract tenants will become occupation uh, contract holders notice periods will go from two months to six months for what is the equivalent of a, a section 21 as as we know it now and yeah it's just a, a sort of a completely different approach to all things that it, that is rental so it's looking to, to level up and and, and 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 sort of balance the industry between landlord and tenant. Um, some say that will get achieved. Some say that will be the case from the outset. Some will say the opposite. And it's it's already a little favourable to one over the other and, and that might enhance it. So um, it's, it's going to be different. It's going to take a lot of getting used to. And that isn't going to happen overnight from December. I think possibly 2023 as a, as a calendar year will be a sort of a an educational time frame for all of us in the industry just to make sure that we can get as familiar with that as we are with all things tenancy now so it's a lot of changes in terms of what we have to adhere to as an agency um, and as landlords that self-manage and for tenants to get used to um, social housing you know that's in, in, involved in it as well and uh, and they have sort of you know the rules and regulations to sort of become accustomed to as well so um, so lots to get used to and, and and from an agency's point of view lots of daily things that we take for granted our processes and protocols and how we interact between departments and, and, and qualify tenants and draw up tenancy agreements and, um, and look at notice periods and, and, and how we communicate with tenants and landlords across a 12-month period. That all has to change really and, um, and, and will change from December in one format but we've also got a second set of changes that we need to put in place ready to get us over December so it's what we do now that as an agent and as landlords, um, more so than the tenants, have to make sure it's in place as we transition from November the 30th to December the 1st, when the law becomes sort of, you know, in place versus anything that we do from that point onward for new tenants or renewals or new engagement with clients. So it's it's a bit of a sort of a sort of a, a parallel sort of two, two lane sort of process at the moment. But um, but yeah, so in short. All that we know changes in some format. 
it's um, an interesting delineation obviously the point of the 1st of december it doesn't mean that that's you know once once you've reached that deadline you've you've got everything in place and you can yeah. sit back and relax it's something that you obviously need to stay quite vigilant on and ensure that all the new tenancies that that are created they're obviously in line with the new processes in line with the new legislation so yeah it is interesting it's obviously going to be a bit of an ongoing uh, ongoing process to make sure that everything's in line it will be that and i think it's you know that's um are, are we prepared as an agency, as as agencies, as an industry, I think we're as prepared as we can be with so many things, you know, still relatively new to lots of people and some things, you know, still with some uncertainty. And, you know, we need some precedent set before people can be firm or fast on some activities. But, um, yes, we've had more time than we would have in if, if July 15th was the date that came about. Um Life will be a little easier from December because we only have one element of things to do from that point onwards. Whereas at the moment, we've got to deal with things that are uh, transitional between now and then, as well as the things thereafter. So um, we have our day to day jobs to do. It's a busy market. It's, um, you know, an interesting time, as we'll touch on later in terms of, you know, where we are sort of economic climate related and, and whatnot. So we've got that to do as a very busy agency or industry, as well as getting used to all of our changes, which you know, some will argue is a full-time job in itself, that preparation. So it, it, it is difficult and it's, you know, it's taken some doing and we're far from there yet. You know, I'd lie if I said we were, you know, we've got that, you know, 34, five, six days ahead of us to sort of, you know, to make sure we're, we're as ready as we need to be. But, um, but yes, it's, it's a challenge. And some of the aspects that we touched on last time, I mean, or an aspect of the, the the new act, it is going to be around the maintenance, the safety certificates, and so on that need to be uh, that need to be up to date. Have the extra what, what has it been a four, extra four and a half months um, or so? Have they they given time to to work on that? Do you feel more comfortable that perhaps? I think we discussed before that there was actually an issue in booking, you know, booking the appropriate people to to come in yeah. and make these yeah. checks and things. Has has that given you time? It's- it has, I suppose. Um, it's it's not fixed the problem, you know, and it's, you know, I, I think quite a few people took the foot off the gas, you know, in June when that sort of day was being put back um, and then sort of, you know, sort of hit the ground again with a little bit more of a run one or two months after after that no, that information was put our way. But so, yes, we've got more done than, than, than we would have if we had now that extension. But there's lots of factors. We've still got a 12-month grace period thereafter to accommodate lots of things if, if things are dealt dealt with correctly beforehand and you've got yes they've got maybe a sort of a, a sort of a bottleneck of tradesmen you've got the associated costs that you know are very difficult for some landlords to to to, to fund um as well as all of the things that we all know are ongoing at the moment so has it helped yes of course it has are people still cautious and, and, and a little apprehensive yes um, um Will it mean that life is easier for what is the applicable 12 months, December to December, rather than July to July? Yes, yes, it will. Um, but 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 have we done we haven't done the pro rata amount between July and December that we will probably do from December to June next year, um, just because it hasn't got that impetus. There's still a bit of uncertainty. What was needed, what wasn't needed in terms of timelines. And also lots of landlords and tenants, I'm sure of their their time at the moment, you know, were they going to still be landlords and tenants? They were looking to buy and or maybe looking to exit the market and therefore it was work and, and, and expenses that were not needed. So, you know, we've, we're overcoming that week by week because it's still a lot of uncertainty for people. Um, so it has helped. Of course it has. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll take that because we need all the, all the help and, and sort of um, boxes ticked um, as we can. 
or talking about landlords sort of potentially looking at selling up and therefore not wanting to make these changes. Um, again, one of the aspects that we discussed previously, it was the fact that Section 21, kind of as we know, it will change. Um, six month notice periods will, will come into play. Uh, have you seen any, uh, I think that when we spoke before, your experience had been that landlords weren't necessarily leaving the leaving the market in droves. It was it was sort of business as usual. Um, is that still the same? Is that uh, still that trend still continuing? I, I think it's probably uh, not 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 to the extent you know. Thankfully, as we always hoped and predicted, it would be. Um, I think it's, it may have prolonged the process um, in terms of you know what was likely to be decisions that people had to make in July or between July and the end of this year. They now know they've got some grace on. Um, um, so you know, if there are intentional landlords that are here for the for the long run, um, yes, it's it's still a very good time to be a landlord. If not, the best time to be a landlord, um, in terms of the void periods are, are are lower than they've ever been. The rents are very very high higher than they've ever been in in certain instances and geographical areas that are national as, as well as what we cover. Um, Caliber of tenants, again, is as high as it can be in terms of, you know, there are the supply and demand, you know, sort of puts that um, into the into the into the forefront of decision making. Um, so so for those landlords who are landlords and intend to be landlords, then so they know it hasn't had a great impact because they're into longer periods of time that tenants are prepared to commit to rather than maybe obliged to commit to, which is giving them reassurance. And that's important. Um, as long as the the, the 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 financial element of things, as we've touched on before the call, um, is still sustainable in terms of increased mortgage sort of payments and outgoings that can be sort of, you know, reflected in rents within reasons. So it's still financially practical and feasible for a landlord to have excellent properties then. Um, so, no, they've not been put off by it. it it's maybe that the, the sort of more reluctant or accidental landlords or landlords that were non-intentional that are now weighing up their options. Um is it financially sustainable over 12 months, looking at the cost of living, the increased mortgage costs, interest rates and so on, on the back of spending money for certification that they didn't need to do before and committing to 12 months? So you can look at that positively or not. You know, the positives are clear for people to see, you know, great level of tenants, a good calibre of tenants, very low void periods, high rents. Um and there is still, you know, good capital in the properties that they are that they are renting um, or choosing to put to tenants. You could look at the opposite and the negatives then would be long commitments, more expense and sort of, you know, increased outgoings. Um, and depending on which side of the fence you're on is, is where you'll be governed by. But but no, in, in, in short, there hasn't been mass exodus. There hasn't been lots of landlords exiting. You know, we sort of hope that would be the case. Education, conversation, communication to talk about the positives is has helped us, you know, retain our our portfolio and, and, and increase it truthfully, which is which is great. Um, but maybe you know there isn't that conversation or reassurance that, uh, that, that new landlords or recent landlords have that could could take you know positives from. And and actually on on that point in terms of that differentiation between the accidental landlords and those that intended to always be landlords and are in it for the long run. Um, I suspect that the intentional ones will likely to have a bigger portfolio and therefore will have uh, perhaps more things to transfer over to this new way of doing things. How would you advise agents who are perhaps having those conversations with their landlords to to, to have those discussions with the different type of landlord that you do have to manage? If you have a large portfolio, then doing everything is perhaps going to be a different conversation. It is, yeah, but I think it's, you know, 
just knowing your customers, you know, knowing the, the, the clients that are experienced, larger, more longer standing clients as landlords and tenants for that matter, because, you know, it's daunting and it's a change for them, which, you know, we need to make sure that they're comfortable and reassured by as well. So um, so it's just taking each case on merit and sort of understanding, you know, if a landlord's got 10 properties, there's a lot more things for them to sort of make sure are lined up ready for or before December. Um, and that's what we're here for as a good agent. You know, we want to sort of strike that balance of making it as easy and as simple for the clients as possible taking that worry and burden away from them, not doing that in a, in a condescending or patronizing way that, you know, could, could, could be perceived as the case, but also not overly simplifying it and taking the importance away from things as well. So that balance between sort of informing and having clients understand the importance and, and, and the urgency of doing what we need to do, but also, you know, in the, in, in the next breath saying, but, you know, we've got you on this one you know that's what we're here for we'll put those hard yards in and uh, make sure that you carry on business as normal um with one or two sort of processes and protocols that you need to fall in line with but um and one or two more expensive but expenses Um, but let's fast forward six months and it'll be relatively business as usual in, in in terms of what we do we just phrase things differently and and um and have one or two different notice periods to cater for in, in times of need, which is which is a rarity. So communication probably in short and uh, and knowing your clients, what they are concerned about, listening to what they want information on um, and regular contact, um, not just up to December, but thereafter as well, I think will be key to, to stop people worrying about that first set of communication or or. or, or or press releases that they sort of, you know, sort of latch on to and, and take some negatives from. No, I think that's that's a, a good way to, to sum up sort of how, how agents can best support their landlords with, you know, over the next month or so until, until the changes do come in and then after, thereafter. And obviously, as we discussed at the beginning and as we sort of touched on throughout, because it's quite difficult to just uh, just talk about this legislation without the greater context of what's going on in the economy currently and and the effect that that's having. Since we last spoke, since the last podcast that we did together, the cost of living crisis, it has obviously intensified quite a bit. We've had not one but two new prime ministers since we last spoke uh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. We see the mini budgets that that came out, and a lot of those measures have since been reversed. I realise it's quite a big question. I mean, what how how would you say that this is this has impacted the market, the property market in in Wales? Let's let's ask that open question and see where we yeah, go. Yeah, um, that's a, yeah, that's a big question, isn't it? Um, well, I think look, it, it's it's not been hugely positive in for, for all the obvious reasons. I think you know whilst we're getting used to all things December and, and Renting Homes Wales Act, um, that current sort of the climate and the uncertainty is is exactly that. It's the uncertainty of, you know, what do we look to sort of commit to? What do we look towards putting time and effort and finances into? What can and, and should and would be the case now versus what may not be the case in months to come? So it has definitely sort of um, made people prospective landlords, current landlords, expanding landlords, landlords looking to downsize or, or restructure, they're just a little bit more cautious. You know, they want to, to to know, you know, what's going to be the case maybe for the next month through November, you know, what what what's happened as as recently as this week. Talking on on the date we're talking, um, you know, what does that mean for them in realistic terms um financially? So it is very uncertain and um because it's changed so almost weekly well 
daily, isn't it? We we know that in in recent weeks, um, then yeah, they haven't got that small bump in the road to sort of overcome and and, and recollect to experience and sort of call upon that. It's all new to us all, and I think it it can be a little bit overwhelming. So, um, are are things a little more? I think our landlords more cautious. Yes, our, our tenants a little bit more cautious. Yes, uh, rightly so. And what impact will that have? Um, not quite sure. If I'm honest with you, you know, we're forecasting and predicting for a set of events so that we can act on on it accordingly. As we approach the season, we we know we we approach. So as we get to the tail end of the year, things are like different from a typical month in, in in the year anyway, for for all the obvious reasons, which you know isn't going to change. So, um, so yeah, the current climate has had has had you know noticeable effect more conversations are being had more questions are being asked by our clients you know of us for our thoughts our experiences what do we think we should do in their circumstance with their tenant with their notice with their portfolio should they carry on looking to purchase property a to add to their portfolio is that still a good investment should they consider carrying on looking to downsize or exit the market or in 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 full or, or reducing a portfolio of one, two, or three down to one or two, for example. Um, so, you know, we, we are finding it's it's encouraging communication, which is great. You know, we are hopefully playing to our strengths and using our knowledge and experience to sort of help point them in a direction we think is right for them, um, as opposed to right generically. And, and, and sort of, I think that's how it will continue, you know, just sort of that knowledge and the experience and, and that rapport that we've built and the trust that we've built with the clients that we interact with is probably where it, we're enjoying that more now because it's a it's 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 a conversation and it's you know it's footfall in our branch where people are sitting down and talking across you know from sofa to sofa or over a desk where they want that sort of more personable really sort of involved sort of insight rather than just an in-passing question during a chain of emails or while we're on the phone what's your thoughts on it's more it's the it's the it's the fundal it, fundamental it's the most important part at the moment so it's you know we're, we're benefiting from that in terms of we're enjoying it that's what we're benefiting from <clears throat> and i think you know our retention numbers probably are sort of are the the, is the outcome of that as as well as some clients that we are now engaging with that we didn't before that were self-managing appreciating the involvement of an agent or proactive agent so you know we're taking on small or, or relatively large portfolios that have been self-managed previously because they want that reassurance they want that certainty um, and yes you can argue that's an additional expense that they would be paying in terms of management fees versus versus previously you know not um but you know that's good value for money. That that return on investment um, is is obviously perceived as a very very good one. Otherwise, they wouldn't be engaging with us or or taking on our services. It's true that those um, you know, as you say, perhaps those those company those landlords that are looking to invest in the long term, if they yeah. do intend for that to be the case, then having somebody to advise them throughout would it does make sense um and i do think as well that a lot of what you're saying it really does draw parallels with the early days of covid where communication became the 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 top priority i think for most businesses as as a lot of things closed as a lot of uh, activities kind of slowed down it obviously gave the time to to communicate more with customers as i say it's, it's perhaps it does draw parallels with what's happening here although the industry is obviously very busy at the same time so i'd say that's probably one of the big differences uh, how, how would you compare the situation during covid19 and that communication versus now and the the situation that we find ourselves in 
there's a lot of similarities, truthfully, you know, in terms of they're both uncharted, you know, within some regard. I mean, nobody could sort of, you know, could foresee and knew how to deal with 2020 and 2021 within reason. And uh, safe to say nobody saw the last six or seven or eight weeks. So, you know, the the immediate impact on that is almost as quick as, as COVID when that came about in 2020. So that level of conversation or, or, or sort of communication quickly for necessity, which needed sort of outcomes and answers within the, the days ahead, let alone weeks and months ahead, um, are very similar. Um, and it's just talking about, you know, the things that we're in control of, the things that we can give advice on over the, the short term, but also looking at the bigger picture in terms of six and 12 and 18 months. I think that's the right advice and the, and the key key point that we've become accustomed to now with our clients is looking at you know the the the, the medium to long term without taking our eye off the, the, the three or four months ahead looking at the big hurdles that are ahead of us in terms of you know the utility changes and, and that sort of you know that the, the change in that two-year period over what will now be april when you know, the assistance comes to an end in for, for, for most um and mortgage interest rates effectively is obviously a big big part of things at the moment so lots of people are deciding what to do or what not to do lots of lots of clients lots of homeowners lots of prospective landlords lots of current landlords are going to find those changes coming about you know through the sort of spring and summer months with noticeable increases as well so looking at how they impact each other how that would have a bearing on a prospective tenant or a tenant in situ that is needing to assess is it financially viable to stay on at that property or not that level of sort of scrutiny really over each case is important just to look at a property within a portfolio and then the portfolio as a whole or for a landlord that's new or thinking of getting to market what is a very attractive scenario now in terms of uh, no void or tenancy from close to ownership because it's happening relatively quickly very very high rent and sustainability and affordability may not be the case in 12 months so let's look at sort of you know one or two sort of anomalies that um, may come about so that we are prepared for them um, rather than be, be, be caught out by them so um, so it is going to be a sort of a, an, an unusual next 12 months or 2023 as a as a calendar year so given as much insight as we can that we are comfortable with sharing and sort of you know have some experience of will be important so um and and hopefully that's working quite well at the moment obviously with the you know just talking about landlords there i think for tenants too uh during during covid versus now as well i guess there are some some differences in terms of uh their you know their their financial situations um you know perhaps during covid a lot of them perhaps moved in with their parents um and were able to save versus now so i suppose that i think you've already mentioned uh, earlier in our conversation but uh, it will have that impact on how tenants move really how that how they decide to move and yeah. when they decide to move or, 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 or not in, in in relative terms so supply and demand is at, the, at, at its lowest still you know I think that's a national scenario at the moment. So, you know, you don't have the opportunity to move around as a tenant if you wanted to upsize, downsize, or just for a change of scenery, um, which is which is very difficult. So, you know, it's a good time to be a landlord um, in terms of the void periods, the higher rents, not necessarily a good time to become a landlord in terms of that initial outlay for a property because the prices are noticeably higher, making that initial return and yield not so not so attractive um, and it's a very difficult time to be a tenant um, but also to become a tenant you know to be a tenant the rents are increasing and and 
understandably in some instances, a little bit not so in others, um, or to become a tenant where you've got so few options, you know, when you've got to really be in a very good, strong, quick position to to to, to, to benefit from that. Um, so, um, so yes, you know, what's going to have an impact on a tenant paying the rent versus a landlord paying the mortgage or a homeowner paying the mortgage even are, are very similar. Um, you know, one third of the population are renting. Um, one third of the population are owner occupies in relative terms, and and one third are are, are other are other scenarios. So it's really, really is important that we sort of look at the bigger picture of that and and, and uh, do what we can for it. We've recently held the start of the month. We held a, a free event for for investors, but for landlords, self managing landlords, landlords that use agents, not ourselves, ourselves plus others. There was no you know, agenda to it, or it was nothing sort of, you know, our brand related, um, just to give the right advice and just to have people share ideas with like-minded landlords and tenants and agents in that regard. So, you know, that was a great success. There was a lot of people turned out. We had, you know, sort of legal advice there. We had sort of advice from trainers. We had advice from lenders. There was um, you know, advice in terms of deposits. There was advice on all sorts of things. You know, to get the, the landlord market in general sort of understanding, and that was, you know, that was really really good. We're going to run that on a regular basis now because we got a lot from that in terms of what we were able to give to clients um, or self managing landlords. And you touched earlier on on tenants being, um, you know, equally affected. Um, I totally agree. You know, and sometimes they were thought of as. Uh, as, as not as affected by certain changes when actually it could affect them more. So we're going to be running events like that for tenants, you know, almost drop in sort of, you know, events for tenants to come in and talk about their circumstances and, and you know, how we can help them if they're a tenant of ours or how we can help them if they're a tenant elsewhere. Um, um, looking at lots of alternatives and lots of options, you know, so deposit alternatives, which is great in terms of that initial outlay that tenants don't have to, to fund, but it also gives landlords an additional set of cover at the end of a tenancy. So that's a, a clear win-win for both parties. Insurance policies, you know, for tenants and landlords, um, for building the contents or accidental damage or mishaps that we know none of us can foresee. Again, that's, I think, good advice and the right thing for people to do if if it's affordable. and rent protection policies, rent guarantee policies, policies that, you know, really do support a landlord and assist a tenant in, in certain instances, you know, when things do become, you know, really, really difficult in, in, in challenging times. So, you know, giving tenants and landlords advice about things that would benefit them, um, either for free or at a small cost that they pay, you know, not to us, costs of insurances and whatnot, um, I think is 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 the way forward for the next you know three six nine months effectively because um, we'll all benefit from that just being more open and, and and transparent on things that benefit both tenants and landlords. That's a good list of, uh, of suggestions there. Perhaps looking at the industry at large, um, I just wondered what you thought of the the concept of the the rent freeze. Obviously, they're introducing in Scotland. Um, I think that it's been debated in Wales, and my understanding is that it's it's been taken off the table for now. But you know, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's that's a solution in this situation? I, I, no, I don't think it is. I mean, you know, I think it's if that were introduced or thought of in Wales, I think you know that would be noticeably detrimental then well well i mean it depends you know that that blanket approach to it is detrimental you know i think it would be a bridge too far in terms of the current climate and what landlords homeowners 
tenants will face through spring and, and the summer months of of that sort of you know cost of living and and all the associate costs going up noticeably on a monthly basis so it would be unfair on on one aspect in terms of landlords and their increased upgoings that aren't going to completely you know put them the way of a tenant but they need to strike a balance and are will not be able to so i think it would be it would be there are far few far fewer advantages to disadvantage on that and i think it would just maybe just delay what they're trying to avoid you know as soon as that rent freeze comes to an end in in scotland rents will go up very quickly at the same time landlords will look to sort of end tenancies um so that you know new tenancies new occupiers can can be there for a higher rent rather than a sort of a pro rata or an apportionment of an increase so you know the reason it's put in place i get it i understand it um the way it's gone about with it with the with the the speed of its implementation and it being relatively generic i i just i i, I don't see there being a great amount of merit in that i feel for tenants i genuinely do because it is very very difficult but i think there are better and easier ways to help accommodate them um each case on merit or with other schemes or support that you know that the, the government had had done through tough times in recent years could be mirrored in some shape or form so so no it's not going to be the case here and i think that's that's a sensible decision because it would make life very difficult more so now for lots of people than it already will be and it will make for a very difficult period of two three or four months when that if it came into play it came to a stop um, because of what people would then have to act upon which they haven't been able to for the 12 months prior so that's uh, i think that's a, a pretty good summary there and then perhaps, perhaps just to wrap up our conversation, obviously, a lot of what we've discussed, it, it sort of does look look to the future to a certain extent, um, you know, what, what landlords can anticipate and, and how we can help them through this. But would you have any other predictions, any other thoughts as to what uh, what 2023 may look like for, for agents, for landlords? Quite difficult to predict, I suspect, at the minute, but, uh, yeah. but it's worth asking the question as we near the end of the year. I think I, I think it's... You know, looking back in 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 recent years over such big milestones within the industry generally, but here in Wales, so when Rent Smart Wales, you know, came about five years ago, six years ago, when you know the, the, the all things EPC came into play, um, tenancy deposit protection when that came around, you know, they were big differences that we all had to get used to. Lots of that had an impact on agency more than private landlords and tenants in terms of what it meant we had to become involved with or service and, and prepare ourselves for. Of course, it had an impact on tenants and landlords as well, but maybe the practicality is more so on agents. So I think from a from a Renting Homes Wales Act, it is difficult. There's a lot going on. It's going to be a long transition, not just December the 1st. If we fast forward six months to that sort of June period, I think, you know, will be a, a sigh of relief. Um, from from lots of people that were there we, we're used to it we understand it and there are advantages to it in terms of increasing the quality and the standard within the sector you know of properties of landlords and tenants i think that's great um i think next year we'll have will be impacted from a property industry point of view quite quite a lot in terms of the cost of living obviously and how that pans out but you know the likes of um the utility, the, the, the prices of our gas and electric and, and how much that is going to increase and, and what options or support there is for that, um, as well as, you know, what, what interest rates um, have as an impact on on our mortgages or, or landlord mortgages, because they will not be able to, 
you know, reflect that in the rents that they ask, but they'll have to reflect it or cater for it in some shape or form. And what we don't want to do is have lots of properties come away from the market because landlords are exiting and therefore that sort of you know feels that sort of the, the the supply and demand issue um so i think it's good tenants good properties and good landlords will will as always sort of you know benefit from from from, from these changes that they're for the right reasons um longevity of tenancy you know proactive approach to sort of communication between tenant landlord and agents is important communication will be more important next year through q2 and q3 i think than historically in terms of how an agent communicates with a prospective landlord with a buyer with an investor with an investor looking to sell to a new investor that retains the property within the rental market and possibly that tenant in situ that's a key part of communication between agent or departments and agent next year as well so um supply and demand isn't going to be hugely different i think there will be far more tenants than there are properties in in one overview um will there be lots of landlords looking to sort of you know leave the market yes it will be more than historically um not a great deal number more because of the points we've talked about already um and then outside factors, like you say, there's going to be the running cost, the cost of living, utilities, and 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 all that revolves around that will have an impact on how you occupy a property, whether you pay rent or pay a mortgage. I think that those are some pretty good, pretty good predictions, considering it's very difficult to predict uh, what will come in the coming year. Um, I I appreciate uh, I appreciate those thoughts, um, and I do think that from our conversation, it's interesting to hear your perspective, not just from the cost of living side of things, which is obviously going to be applicable to to all of our agents, you know, where, wherever they are, uh, England, Scotland, Wales, etc. That's uh, obviously quite a broader, going to impact everybody. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting hearing your perspective in relation to the changes which are coming into play this year. Obviously in England, we'll get the renters reform bill soon. So we'll be going through similar changes alongside the cost of living crisis too. So I think that there are definitely things that everybody will be able to take away from this conversation and and learn from. So I appreciate the time uh, and uh, talking with you today, Ricky. It's been very interesting. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed.